Which quarterback prospect would we rather have? LSU's Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, or Mr. College Football for the Washington Huskies, Michael Penix Jr.? We're going to tell you this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Rockstone family? Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft Box, the daily podcast from your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find the follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and senior draft analyst, and I got to kick this intro over to my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find the follow him on X at The Talent Code. Can you talk to him, baby? What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers and what man the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft, where we give you championship level content, show in and show out 24-7, 365. Man, but listen, today's show, DP, we bringing the this or that segment back, right? We're about to have a lot of fun with this situation, man. We're going to talk about, would you rather have Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner, or would you rather have Michael Penix Jr., Mr. Undefeated himself, man? And then we're going Byron Murphy versus Ruka Roy, and then we're going to do what, man? We talk about NFL football. We're going to get into that rookie spotlight. Which rookies have to perform so their NFL teams could perform well this weekend as they get ramped up for this NFL playoff race? But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with a title sponsor? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Jaden Daniels, Mr. Heisman, the Heisman winner for the 2023 college football season, or Michael Penix Jr., the redemption story, Keith, Guy who tore, what, two, three ACLs at the University of Indiana, transferred. People didn't really know what to expect from him, but back-to-back big-time seasons. And now he led his team, the Washington Huskies, to an undefeated season and to the college football playoffs. When you turn on the tape, you've watched both of these guys. We've watched them play all season. We've watched them on tape. Keith, who would you rather have if you're an NFL decision-maker for your team? Oh, man, this is so tough, DP. Look, last week we started off, right, I, I think it was, what, what are you, that was kind of preseason, right? Like, we, we started off with a couple gimmies, right, a couple gimme situations. This one is tough, man. This one is tough, and, and I almost want to say a, a, a buy scheme situation, right? But obviously, that's no fun, right? If, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I do that, if I take the plea like that, I'm going to go with Michael Penix right now. I think DP, this is so tough. This is so tough. But I'm gonna just say him throwing the football, man. I, I seen some high level throws, right? And and I do think that, and, and I'm gonna break it down to this that I think that Michael Penix, what we've seen on film, he's shown ability to fit into more schemes than what we've seen from Jaden Daniels. I think both of these guys have to go to good situations. They are highly talented quarterbacks, but for them to be able to play really well, I think they have to go to good situations. And when I think Michael Penix, I think not that he's going to have the same type of instant production, right? 
But if he goes to one of those 49er offenses, right, you talk about like how the Houston Texans have and potentially Ben Slower getting a head coaching job, right? I think he can execute what, what C.J. Stroud is doing on some levels, right? Because he is a high-level passer. Now, we know we talked about, obviously, the pressure in his face and him moving off the spot, being able to throw on a run. That's the things that he's going to have to improve on. And I think that's lower half mechanics, but just the guy being a naturally gifted passer of the football, that part is just almost God-given, right? Like, he can just step out there and, and just throw the football. So I'm going to go Michael Penix with a slight edge. And with Jaden Daniels, it's just going to be a little bit more what I'm going to see. But listen, DP, this is, it's Friday, right? It's Friday, December 15th. Don't hold me to that. Don't hold me to that. I'm just going to go right now in this moment. But I think it's, it's, it is really, really, really close. Now, I, listen, Keith, we split ways on this one. I'm taking Jaden Daniels, <laughs> Keith. I'm taking okay. Jaden Daniels. No, and it's not because I picked LSU to win the SEC in the, I in the know, preseason. It sounds like it, DP. You know, it it's, not, like... it's not that, Keith. It's not that at all. I've wrote <laughs> I really appreciate we both talked about it. I really appreciate the maturation as a passer uh, yeah. of Jaden Daniels. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing about it, like early when he got to Arizona State, there were flashes of it. Pocket presence, movement, quick flip of the hips, kind of what I used to call Tua when he was coming out the sprinkler hips, going through his reads, be able to reset his feet and deliver strikes, right? And that was, you know, and that's something that Last year, he would, he leaned more on his rushing ability last year in 2022. This year, he was able to win from, a po- from the pocket much more than he did last year. For, when I look at him, I think Michael Penix is the better seam between the numbers passer of the two, where I feel like Jaden Dane is the better deep thrower of the mm-hmm. two. You know what I mean? That, that When we see, if you've ever, guys, anybody, family, you're listening, you've ever been to your favorite team's, uh, training camp. You see typically quarterbacks from like the 25 to 30, maybe 40 yard line, and they're throwing the, the deep ball into the bucket, right? Or now they use the nets as well. And they call it the bucket throw. There's nobody that throws that pass that throws the bucket throw in college football better than Jaden Daniels, right? Like we have yeah, Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas are great, but there's like the accuracy and ball placement that far down the field that we've seen from Jaden Daniels to put it right over the correct shoulder, away from the defender, where you can't make a play on it, no matter how tight of the coverage is, that's special level stuff, man. But also, I think for me, is this, it's the it's the rushing ability, right? Not just the, I can design you into the game, right? I can give you the QB counters. I can give you the QB zone read, read the backside in, pull it or give it. Yeah, that's, that's a given. But it's the fact that if he drops back and you're playing man-to-man, and you don't have a spy, and your rush gets out of there, they gets out of their lane, and they compromise lane integrity, he's going to hurt you. And not just hurt you for 10 to, 10 to 15, Keith. We've watched him against SEC athletes last year, and especially this year, he can hurt you for 60 and 70. That's yeah, how fast he's the open field, and I, you don't get that from Michael Penix. Yeah, no, I agree. And I guess if <clears throat> this more than is choosing one or the other, right, I know this is this or that segment, right? But it, it's, it's more so what are the higher percentages for the NFL to get this right with this quarterback, right? Like, And, and what I mean is that you take a, I don't know, Justin Fields, right? You take Justin Fields, for example, and we keep saying use his legs, right? Get him involved in the run game, right? Let him run the football. I don't know for sure that the team that's going to draft Jaden Daniels is going to do that because I do feel like a, a lot of his production is predicated off of his ability to run. When things break down, or sometimes you can even see when he drops back, I don't even think he's dropping back to pass the ball. He's just dropping back to let the defenders run with the wide receivers, and then like, you know what, I'm going to take off and make something, makes a play happen with my legs, and I do appreciate that. It just, 
when you see the project of the Justin Fields situation where it's like, y'all can't get this offensive coordinator situation right. Like, how hard is it to evaluate Justin Fields, evaluate his skill set, and then say, let's put him in there? And that's the only thing, DP, that I worry about with uh, with, with Jaden Daniels. But, yeah, like I said, I think it's a slight edge. I think both the first round, they probably will go in the first round. Um, Both putting in great situations are going to perform really well, DP. No, 100%. I think, you know, and Michael Penix is – to me, he's a prototypical pocket passer. Now, yeah. if he didn't have the two ACLs, I think he would be a lot more mobile than what he is now. He still has some semblance of mobility, but he doesn't. And that's the, that's probably the other thing that kind of concerns me with him is like, I don't see a lot of pocket movement. I don't need you to always have to run, but he isn't like you see him. He kind of drifts back in the pocket. You don't see a lot of nuanced movement in terms of, sliding and shuffling and resetting and getting into passing lanes. If though listen, when you got two good tackles, you let those guys run past you. If your interior offensive line is good, because then you they, they afford you the space to step up. And he doesn't always do that, right? He'll kind of drift and make some fadeaway throws. And yes, you got a great arm and you, your, your touch and everything down the field is outstanding, but you can't live like that in the NFL. You got to slide up in those pockets and make it easy on yourself and your offensive line. So I just want, you know, those, those are things that I do have some concerns with him in the pocket, but he's one of the best just pure passers and throwers of the football in this draft. And it's going to be interesting to see where the NFL lands on him. But yeah, I mean, like I said, this or that, Keith, I got to go with the Heisman winner, man. I got to go with the guy that's the <laughs> ultimate weapon. Oh, man, this quarterback conversation is going to be so fun, right? Because there's still so many other names we have to unveil, right, and talk about the good and the bad versus, you know, I guess, perspectives. Oh, but DP, we're going to keep this thing going and flowing, man. And you know what disrupts a quarterback? Good interior defensive line pressure. So for this next This or That segment, man, we're going with Texas defensive lineman Byron Murphy versus Clemson interior defensive lineman Rook. Aurora Horror. I hope I got that right, man. We're gonna we're gonna have to get Rook a nickname, man. But coming up next, man, we're gonna have fun with this this or that segment with the interior defensive lineman. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, guys. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another measly job board okay linkedin has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates so easy in fact that 86 percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours linkedin also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. They understand. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Pressure, pressure, and more pressure. That's what teams in the NFL are looking from their defensive line, Keith. And you put me on to Byron Murphy a couple weeks ago. I finally got into the tape. And, and I'm what impressed, did the tape man. Say, what did the, the tape, tape say, listen, baby? This is a this is a collage Cansey. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't want to throw this name out, but people. You about to say Aaron Down? Yeah, about to say Aaron Down? Yeah, I knew you were. Aaron Down type of build. That's six foot six one, three hundred and five pound, quick twitch, quick explosive first step, 
a guy that what I really like, Keith, is when you see a lot of defensive linemen, guys, uh, th- th- that first step could be good, but their pad level immediately shoots up. You know what I mean? They, they, they're like an elevator. It, it goes from the first floor to the 15th floor immediately. Where with him, that drive phase, those first two steps, he's driving those shoulders forward, and then he kind of rips up and gets into the backfield. This young man could get in the backfield uh, in the run game, but also as a pass rusher, he's got quick hands. He's quick. He's like, I, I mean, I remember you said that. He was like, DP, like, he can win quickly. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I watched, I was like, oh, no, he really can win quickly. <laughs> so it was just like, this dude's impressive. And it's, it's, a, it's, he's going to be at the senior bowl as well. Uh, you know what I mean? If I remember correctly, him and Rook. So just to yeah, kind of yeah. turn the tape on, Keith, I came away like, listen, a team that needs that kind of three tech, Maybe two eye, I think, because he's got a, a compact bowling ball kind of frame. He's you no know, strong up and lower, upper and lower body. If you need that type of guy, Byron Murphy is the dude that you need to be looking at in the 2024 NFL draft. And then we go to Ruko Roro, Keith. And it's crazy because like Byron Murphy is listed 13 pounds heavier than Rook. Rook is listed at 6'4, 295. Byron is like six foot six one. 305, 308, or something like that. Mm. And but the power is vastly different. Like, not like Byron's strong, but Root got that uh, he, he has that grown man strength. Where you see yeah, those two, those two long arms, and from you know, talking to some sources, he's expected expected to measure with 34-inch arms. So you're talking about getting a guy with that type of power. He has a quick first step for his frame and his size as well. So you get that guy going up against somebody with 32s on the interior offensive line. I'm taking Rook in that situation, Keith. But before I get, say, this or that, I need to hear your analysis on these two players. How do you fare? How, where, which side of the, of the defense are you leaning on? Yeah, as far as this or that, or are you talking about just, like, how I view them as players? How you view them as players? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the 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 Byron Murphy situation, I, I think you described it well, right? And that's when I said when I watched it, I'm like, I don't want to say this, but this is giving a lot of Aaron Don. I don't, but I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it, right? And that's how you feel. I'm not going to say it, but I got to say it, right? And, and and that's the fun part, right? But we do know that there's been other sized, quick, interior defensive linemen, right, that haven't been able to reach nowhere. Jalen Twyman, team. I think, from Pittsburgh. and Right, right. You had, you, had, you had Ross Blacklock, right? You have a lot of undersized defensive linemen. So you don't want to throw that, but, man, you really see the functional strength and the functional athleticism, and this, uh, this appears to be a guy that's, strong throughout when talking about byron murphy he looks like he has a strong core man and he he it looks like he has instincts along in, along the defensive line right he just he just understands how to play blocks he understands you know effort right high motor type of football player so very exciting guy and i will be interested to see because collage can't went in the first round last year right i will be interested to see how high this guy can elevate his stock it doesn't seem like and that's the thing we're going to talk about on this podcast the draft momentum right and we talked about it yesterday with um, Tennessee quarterback, Joe Milton, right? And we talked yeah. about how the momentum doesn't match the momentum that was there for Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, right? I think the same thing can be said for Byron Murphy when you look at the, the tape that he's put out and then also when you look at like a Kalaja Kansi, probably because by this time, Kalaja Kansi, people were talking about as a top 10 pick. Byron mm-hmm. Murphy, half of the draft world doesn't even know who he is yet, right? So that's how I'm that's why they tune into the locked on NFL draft podcast, Keith. So we can tell them who they need to be pumping up and talking about. That's why we had a conversation. Then you get Ruka Roar Roar. I view him, DP, as one of those traditional Alabama 
three, four defensive ends, right? Like just textbook when you go down the list of the Byron Youngs, um, who else? For Darian Mathis, um, and, and you could just—I mean, it's, it's they, they put one out every single year, right? There's a there's an interior defensive lineman that plays three, four defensive in every single year. That's textbook run, run, run defenders, right? They have long arms. They're strong, right? They, they, they're just one of those naturally strong guys where you believe this guy would be strong even if he wasn't in a weight room, right? Just a, a big throughout guy. The weight situation was interesting because Ruka Roy does just look like a big 315-pound guy, right? He just looks that big. But uh, DP, making a decision, right? Byron Murphy versus Ruka Roy. It's so tough because they're so vastly different in what mm-hmm. they do um, and what they provide. I am going to go Byron Murphy at the moment. I'm going to go Byron Murphy at the moment if I'm playing one game and I need somebody to be disruptive. I'm going to go Byron Murphy for that case. You know what You know what just came to my thing in the Clemson defense alignment? I think that Byron Murphy should also be in the same conversation with Tyler Davis, right? Mm. Another undersized interior defense alignment, first-step explosiveness, 6'1", 310, 315 pounds. I think he should also be in that conversation with him, which he's not, right? A lot of people talk about Tyler Davis, not Byron Murphy, but I'm going to go Byron Murphy for this. If I have one game and I need a play for somebody to be disruptive, I'm going to choose Byron Murphy in this situation. Keith, I, I lean to the same thing. I'm with Byron Murphy as well because – I, like I said, as a run stuffer, like I, I, like you talked about with Rook, right? Rook is going to give you much more bang for your buck on first and second downs immediately. Instant day one starter, in my opinion, from a, a run standpoint. Now, I do think that there is upside for him as a pass rusher, right? To mm-hmm. be able to collapse the pocket and push the pocket, especially with the, you know, he... Like I said, he his his first step isn't Byron Murphy is as fast as as quick as Byron Murphy is, but he has a quick enough first step and that pop that ability to convert that quickness and that speed to power is overwhelming. There's reps where he's putting guys deep into the backfield, right into the hip of the quarterback as he's trying to throw the ball, and he and if I think with him. It's just a, it's more developmental upside as a pass rusher. Where Byron Murphy right now, you know what you're getting as a pass rusher from Byron Murphy. I think he's a little bit more, he's a little further ahead in that realm. So I think more complete guy at the moment is Byron Murphy. If I'm banking on upside, I think that Rook can meet him because I think Rook is the better uh, run defender, the more st- the stronger guy, of course, longer arms, but he's not as explosive and he doesn't have the nuanced hands that I think a Byron Murphy has uh, to, to, to have in his bag. But I think both of these guys, to me, I, I grade them both second round picks, Keith. I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like you need these type of dudes on your interior defensive line. I don't need, you know, I don't want Patrick Mahomes to feel comfortable. I don't want Josh Allen to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't want Lamar Jackson to feel comfortable and not just not feel comfortable from dropping in the pocket. I don't want you to think or have the, the, the guts to step up in the pocket because I don't want there to be any room. And I think these two guys where I think you could pair them with two different style guys, right? You think about, like we talk about Byron Murphy, Kalaja Kansi went to play with Vita Vea, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's the smaller yep. of the two. He's the guy that while he's showing some two gap ability, ability to handle double teams, you get him matched up one-on-one. He's going to typically whoop those interior offensive linemen with his quickness, his hand strength, his nuance as a pass rusher and allow Vita Vea to get double teamed. For Rook, I think it's the, it's the opposite. I think Rook, if you play it, because I also think Keith, he can play that five tech and odd. I think Rook can be a four, a, 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 a even front three tech as well. Yeah, I think you know so what I mean. Too. So yep. you think about putting him with 
he's more of the power-based three-tech, where then you could have him, if you wanted to put him with a bigger guy, you know what I mean? You could, but you also put him with more of a speed guy as well, because he kind of reminds me, like, you know, you think about, like, the Grady Jarrett's of the world. I think his arms might be a little bit longer than Grady's, but guys that they don't, like, they can hold their own at the point of attack and collapse the pocket. I think you could put him with more of a quick twitch, smaller defensive lineman if you wanted to, or you could put him with a big one. You know what I mean? A big body guy that's going to play that zero and one tech and allow him to get those one-on-one opportunities and watch that development uh, take its take his course, man. But two highly efficient, very talented interior defensive linemen that I would be disappointed if teams say, eh, we'll wait to round three and four to grab somebody when these two guys will be sitting right in your face, right there on the screen for you in round two. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I, I hope that we outline the also the with the, the skill set that these guys offer, right? And how it varies and how if you think about your NFL team, which guy you may potentially need, right? I just say this, that if I'm the Los Angeles Rams, I'm drafting Byron Murphy and I'm saying, Eric Donald, teach this guy all you know. Teach him everything you know, right? <laughs> so that way you can have a successor to whenever Aaron Donald decides to retire DP. And you can pair him up with now that you have a Byron Murphy, then you have a Byron Young on the outside too and really mm-hmm. get that thing going. Um, But DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. We have the rookie spotlight coming up next, man. NFL rookie spotlight. What rookies need to perform well in order for their NFL teams to get this win? Like I said, we're in the midst of a playoff race, right? In both the AFC and the NFC is tightly contested playoff races. So which rookie need to perform so the NFL teams can make the playoffs. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, it's the holiday season. Every December, every holidays, me and my family, we come together, have a big dinner, but we have already picked names out of a hat to figure out who we have for the holidays to do gift gifts for, to give their gifts. And it can be a little stressful of a process, right? But at the same time, we try to enjoy our time together as well as making that person who name you picked or we picked uh, feel special and feel loved. Now, whether or not you give gifts during the holidays to your family, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that, guys. And therapy is a great way to do that, to have somebody that's subjective, that's willing to listen, right, and give you the the peace of mind to help you be the best and better version of yourself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Rookie Spotlight, Keith, is shining bright, and it's shining for me in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona, all right? For the Arizona Cardinals, I think word is that Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson is supposed to be healthy this week. And I think this is going to be his first game playing with Kyler Murray. And, I, and Kyler Murray, uh, you know, during one, during one of the practice uh, conference press conferences, he talked about how he's excited to be on the field with Michael Wilson so that they can develop their rapport, right? And there's been – there's, uh, I think, Drew Petzinger and I think the, the, the GM Monty Austin Fort. Keith, I, for those who was hoping that Arizona would go quarterback, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they are all in on Kyler Murray heading into next season. So you want to get this young man, and they got, I believe they had the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they do. And they host the 49ers. If you remember the first game with the 49ers, he was the best offensive player 
for the Cardinals. Talking about Michael Wilson, he had seven catches, almost 80 yards, and I think he had a touchdown or two in that game. They had a tough time defending him, and that's without Kyler Murray. So if he's healthy, he's ready to roll. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how that uh, chemistry develops because he's he's probably their most talented big-body receiver on the team. They got Greg Dortch, who's like 5'8". They have uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who's like 5'9", 5'10". Quick, explosive guys, but who has the size in the room? Who has the big frame and big body? That's Michael Wilson. But also keep an eye on rookie hybrid tight end, H-back slot receiver, Elijah Higgins, who was the teammate to Michael Wilson. He's also on the team. And with uh, Trey McBride, Turning into a star tight end, I can see teams trying to double him when they go to 12 personnel and what could give Elijah Higgins some opportunities for Kyler Murray to get him the football as well. But Michael Wilson is where I'm shining my spotlight for the my rookie spotlight because I want to see what this young man can do. Because if he can replicate what he did the first game against San Fran, it's going to really help them because I think they were in that game for most of that game versus the 49ers. Yeah, they were, they were, they were. DP, I'm going to go this. Listen, I'm going to name one player right from this matchup, and then I'm going to go to the key matchup that I'm looking at. You have the Ravens and the Jaguars and what I believe is Sunday night football. Obviously, Zay Flowers, right? I think that's going to be a shootout. So Zay Flowers has to show up, has to get the job done. That should be fun. But, DP, the 12 o'clock slate, right, 12 o'clock Central Time, we get the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans, right? That's C.D. Stroud versus Will Levis, right? We know they just had a comeback win, a historic comeback win, NFL win, right? Coming back from what down 14 points and be able to come back in three minutes, right? Was that good Titans, bad Dolphins, right? I think Will Levis, you step in, you show up, you and, and you're just able to continue to build on performances, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where you get that con that, that fan base confident, right? But also you look at the records, DP. I believe that the Houston Texans are only one game behind the Jacksonville Jaguars to be tied in the AFC South. And I think the do the Texans hold the, the tiebreaker? It might be the Jaguars. I can't remember. I know that was a tight game. Um, I think Jaguars hold the tiebreaker. The Jaguars hold well, the they, they beat each other. They both, both like, okay, Texans so won the first right. one. Jaguars won the second one. Okay, so yeah, so that so basically you're only one game away, right? You're only one game away, but then also if you're the Tennessee Titans, you want to keep chipping away at that. So man, the Houston Texans, you talk about the rookies, right? You talk about CJ Stroud, you talk about Will Anderson, you talk about Harry Toll Toll, right? That's three key rookies for this Houston Texans team. And then you look on for the for the, the Tennessee Titans, right? You want to look at Will Levis and what he's able to do, Tajay Spears, right? And how he's able to kind of compliment Derrick Henry. So that's my Rookie spotlight. I am watching that game, DP, because this it has a lot of different implications, right? As far as the AFC South, and then if the if 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 they're who's able to take over the AFC South, and then moving forward, quarterbacks, right? How's that conversation gonna gonna go? And then how are these teams gonna be able to build their franchise moving forward? Hopefully, Keith, because uh, I know that there were some injury concerns. Uh, I think CJ Stroud had like he was in concussion protocol, so hopefully he's able to full be able to go mm-hmm. uh, in this game. And I think they said Will Anderson was like dealing with like an ankle, but you know there's hopes that he'll play. And, and both of those guys, but still, I think you know Will Will Levis, like I do it again. You know what I mean? Because what you can't do is go into a game where say Will Anderson's out, let's say CJ Stroud's out, and you lose to Davis Mills. You know what I mean? With no Tank Dell, a uh, kind of a uh, hampered. Um, Nico Collins, because I think he had a hamstring or something that took him out of last week's game against the Jets. <clears throat> so, yeah, Will Levis is still on that spotlight because you can't go into that matchup, even with the, especially with those guys missing. And if you have a bad day and you're the reason that the Titans don't win, 
That's not a good look. I don't care what you did against the Dolphins. That's not going to be a good look if C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins is hobbled, and Will Anderson Jr. are all those guys are missing, and you still lose this game. That is not a good look. So I'm, I'm, I, I think you are right about it, Keith. Like you said, big game. You know he had against the Dolphins. Now, what can you do in the division? We'll definitely be able to see, man. But listen, the rookie spotlight. It's a lot of rookies playing some, some, some good ball right now. That league, everybody in the league should be happy about it. Oh, definitely, 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 a hundred percent, man. These rookies are performing, man. But you know who else is performing? The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. And we want to say thank you for tapping in with us. Thank you to our everydayers. Shout out to our everydayers, man. If you haven't hit the like button, go ahead, hit the like button. If you haven't commented, this is the end of the show. This is the time where you get your comments off, man. And if you haven't hit the subscribe, hit the subscribe button, man. So that way you can get updated on all our content, 24-7, 365. Like we said, I want to say thank you, man. You can find me at Keith Sanchez. You can find me, I'm sorry, Keith Sanchez at X on the talent code. And then you can find Damian Parson, my co-host. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today. And every day, shout out for being our every day as we appreciate all the love and support. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend of NFL football and everything else that's going on. Be safe. Come and join the conversation again Monday morning on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.